The hosts feel it would be a little unkind to present this podcast without just a word of friendly warning. We are about to unfold the story of Frankenstein, a man of science who sought to create a man after his own image without reckoning upon God. It is one of the strangest tales ever told. It deals with the two great mysteries of creation, life and death. I think it will thrill you. It may shock you. It might even horrify you. So if any of you feel that you do not care to subject your nerves to such a strain, now's your chance to. Well, we've warned you. Hello, and welcome once again to the Frankencast. I'm the mad scientist, Anthony Bowman. My pronouns are he, him, and I'm joined as always by... The Yakuza-looking lab assistant with the monster projector, that is, Eric Velasquez. My pronouns are also he, him. <laughs> and uh, this week, we're also joined by a very special guest. A friend of the uh, show. Yes, long, yeah, yeah. long-time friend of the show. Long-time friend. <laughs> uh, my name is Hayden Norm. My pronouns are also he, him. Uh, and yeah, uh, a big fan of the show as well as friend of the show. Uh, I think actually the first time I... Um, was made aware of you guys was the um, the King Cast spot. Oh, okay. Yeah, because nice. I was listening to them for a while, and uh, I then they had that one ad, and they were like, "Do you like Frankenstein? Do you wish there was a <laughs> podcast that was all about Frankenstein?" And I was like, "Are you talking directly to me?" <laughs> uh, and so I, I immediately, as soon as I heard that, I was like, "Oh well, I've got to I've got to subscribe to this." And then from there on. I, uh, you know, been a, a, a constant listener. Awesome. Well, good, but, but you also have your own podcast, don't you? Yes. Uh, <laughs> last book on the shelf, which uh, you guys actually were uh, guests on the most recent book episode that we did, where we covered the original Mary Shelley classic. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Yes. Which, that was, yeah, a, was, a that was a really fun episode. That was really yeah. fun. It was really good to be on. So mm-hmm. anybody listening who hasn't gotten a chance to check that out, definitely go do so. Yes. So this week we're all gathered together to uh, talk about the uh, the Japanese anime uh, adaptation Kyofu Densetsu Kaiki Frankenstein. Frankenstein. <laughs> Which, when you get the subtitles from the title, you learn translates to A Legend of Horror: The Bizarre Frankenstein. <laughs> yes. Uh, I love those uh, those Japanese translations where it's just like something in English. It's like a really long, convoluted, like complicated title. Yeah, <laughs> so nice. They reiterated twice in the uh, in the opening shots of the the movie. Yes, <laughs> my understanding is that this is an adaptation of the uh, of like a Marvel comic. I haven't actually read the the Marvel thing, but I ordered it. I'm, I'm definitely curious to check it out after watching this movie. Well, see, um, I was gonna bring that up. I uh, I actually. When I was younger, um, uh, my parents would always, because I was a comic book nerd. I mean, I still am, I guess. But uh, <laughs> my parents would take me to flea markets and uh, mm-hmm. anywhere that, you know, like comic book shops. And I would just spend like hours digging through the long boxes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I found out, you know, that Marvel had a Frankenstein comic series. And I was like, what? Because, you know, <laughs> right? I thought Marvel I thought Marvel was all like just Spider-Man, Hulk, you know, X-Men, uh, uh, all that stuff. But yeah, in the 70s, Marvel had a whole line of horror comics like Tomb of Dracula, Monster of Frankenstein, Werewolf by Night. Night. Yeah. Now, 
I, when I was looking up stuff about this uh, movie that we watched, mm-hmm. it said it was uh, alongside. It was released alongside another anime movie called Dracula: Sovereign of the Damned. And uh, I didn't look into the plot of that one, but the look of Dracula definitely looks like the Tomb of Dracula look from the comics. Oh, nice. But the monster, the monster in this, because uh, I have a big omnibus that's got all uh, eighteen or nineteen issues of that Marvel Frankenstein series, doesn't really match up. He looks a lot more like Herman Munster in this right. than mm. uh, yep. just how big and broad. Because in the comic, uh, the monster's got white, like literally like chalk white skin, uh, reddish hair, and he's got like the uh, sort of the son of Frankenstein fur vest coat thing going on. Right. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. the classic look. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh but, yeah. It's kind of uh, yeah, like a so, Solomon Grundy kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. He, he definitely seems a lot more like uh, like Grundy than than Marvel's Frankenstein. Fair enough. Interesting. Well, I mean, okay. coincidentally, you you said Werewolf by Night, and we know that one of the quote unquote enemies of Werewolf by Night, or at least in the beginning, uh, Moon Knight. Oh yes. Just had his show. And in October, Werewolf by Night's getting a, a mini series, or at least a, a movie, a small movie on Disney Plus. So maybe we'll see Monster Frankenstein there. Well, yeah, and you know, Blade's coming out, and it's heavily yep. rumored that Dracula is going to be the villain in that. So I mean, it feels like they might be setting up some some Marvel MCU horror stuff. I'm really, if they do Monster yep. Frankenstein, I'm absolutely going to freak <laughs> out. Oh yeah, yeah, we will definitely be right there with you. Mm-hmm. So let's get into the show. Let, let's talk about what happened. So as we as we mentioned earlier, we're introduced to uh, Mount Snowden, England. We get the lightning crashes, a legend of horror, the bizarre Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, and of course, yeah, stormy cemetery, you know, mm-hmm. very traditional Frankenstein opening oh, yeah. scene here. And we see like a, there's like a castle on a hill nearby. We get like the camera as like the credits are going, you kind of see like a tour of the lab and it's, it's a little bit more graphic. You can get away with a little bit more with the animation. So there's like butchered animal parts all over the right. tables and everything. They have spikes yeah. in their windows. Who, who <laughs> Like not even like the horizontal bars that like keep people out, just sideways, like Mario level spikes. <laughs> 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 yeah, and well, that's the thing. And like we learn later that this is a castle in England that Victor mm-hmm. and uh, Scale. I had what? By the way, I did not get that naming. Like I, I was just like that. That's what they're going with. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, that's just a castle that somebody owns in England that they loan out to people. Right. Uh, it's, it's a. It's a. What is it? Um, it's like Airbnb. Airbnb. Airbnb yeah. That's right. <laughs> for just for yeah, if that was a, if there Air was an Airbnb. Scene. Yeah. <laughs> if there was an Airbnb like that, I would be there 100%. Like, next right. day. Not gonna lie, yeah. 100%. <laughs> so, we, you know, we see the, you know, the monster on the slab and everything all wrapped up. And Victor says all that's left is to give him a soul, which is, like, interesting. Because that seems like it's usually, we don't know if he has a soul or not. That's up for debate. But in this mm-hmm. case... He seems to think he definitely is going to, and that that's part of this process. Yeah, just infuse the lightning, boom, automatic soul. We're done. <laughs> yeah. That's where souls come from, right? Yeah, yeah. lightning, yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so he has Skell, the, the assistant, like, turn on all, you know, he has him flip a bunch of switches, and then he increases the power, make it higher. I think he cranks, like, three switches eventually. We start to see the the creature twitch a little bit, but he's not quite like waking up fully. And Frankenstein actually calls him his son. 
Yep, so, right off the bat. So he is the yeah. son, oh, yeah. a son of Frankenstein once again. Yeah. Of course. But then like all of the equipment overloads and like stuff starts breaking and you got sparks going everywhere. And I think that's how like... you know the soul's in the body, right? When everything starts exploding. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, mach- the machines weren't made to uh, to handle souls. Exactly. Just electricity. Yeah. yeah. It's like that when, you know, when people meet somebody and they're like, when when they made you, they broke the mold. That's what they're talking well, about. Quite literally. <laughs> yeah. <in this case. laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like Victor and Scale are like disappointed. They think like, oh, everything's broken. It's not going to work. But then lightning just like strikes the creature and like fills him with power. And he just like rises up from the slab and like immediately just like bursts into flames from the lightning <laughs> strike. Yeah. Which is, under- I mean, he's, co- he's covered in bandages. You know, mm-hmm. if you got struck by lightning, I mean, it's going to light your clothing or whatever you may be wearing on yeah. fire. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. makes sense. Now, now the black anime flames are a little wild, but okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That that was yeah. just added for flair. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> And yeah, the creature, you know, he's always got to have an excuse to be afraid of fire. So mm-hmm. we get that right out, out the gate. But it actually, I mean, like, it just kind of burns off his bandages and then he's fine for the most part. Like, he's... Yeah, no real damage. Nope. Unless, I mean, we never see him before that, though. So he, That's true. he could have just been normal and handsome. He could have gotten Palpatine. Then, is, is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was actually thinking that same thing. He was just a perfectly normal guy till he actually caught on fire and then boom, now he's actually a monster. Exactly. <laughs> and then we kind of, you know, we see like the creature next to Victor and, you know, we were, we were talking with you on your show about how like it's difficult to scale the creature up the way that he should be with like actors. And, mm-hmm. you know, here we've got animation and you're able to, to kind of really show that more. Like right. the creature is way taller than, than Victor and oh, scale. Yeah. It's not just like a slightly tall guy in, you know, platform shoes. Yeah. Yeah. He can only be done in animation CGI, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. As soon as he gets up and is like looming over them, Victor and scale are like, Oh shit. Right. (laughs) We made a monster. (laughs) So like they, they like both take off running outside and the creature is just kind of, you know, following. He doesn't know what's going on. Like smashes through a doorway that is not tall enough for him. He was just born. He wants a damn hug. Okay. That's why his oh, arms yeah. are extended out in front of him. That's it. By the way, he is just ma- he's smashing through those bricks like right? they're made of Play-Doh. Right? Like, yeah. absolutely no effort whatsoever. <laughs> well, he broke those chains like they were just twine or something. So, so, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know yeah. you know the uh, the old um, My Monster or whatever that stuffed animal was that had the orange breakaway yes. chains? It's My like pet that. Monster. My Pet Monster, yeah. Yes. So, yeah, he follows them outside, and it's like Skell and Victor are kind of like cowering and skills like this is all your fault you got to do something about this skill yeah Yeah. so victor pulls out a pistol and (laughs) then hands it over to skill like you take you take care of this what do i pay yeah i I literally burst out laughing victor just gives him a gun and then gets the hell out of there he's like nope (laughs) fuck this shit i'm out (laughs) literally yeah he just runs right off like in the opposite direction he's like i trust you you got this right but uh, he doesn't got this because he fires. A, no, he fires a couple times, and it ha- I, I don't know if he just fully misses or they just don't have any effect. But either way, the creature just like picks him up by the head, right by the starts, eyeball. Like, yeah, yeah, he starts squeezing. Yep. Uh, <laughs> rip, rip scales yeah. eye. Uh, yeah. When I first watched this, I was like, "Did he just pop his head like a grape?" Yep. And then he started moving again. I was like, "What?" And I was like, "Oh, it's just his eye." Okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. that's <laughs> yeah. okay. 
Yeah, and so even after that, Scale keeps trying to fire. I guess he manages to hit the creature, and I don't think the bullet really hurts him, but it does kind of knock him off balance enough that he manages to, like, fall backwards off of a cliff. Mm-hmm. So the creature falls off a cliff and dies the end of the movie. That yeah, roll credits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Shortest Frankenstein movie you guys have covered so far. Right. <laughs> But wait, we're, we're, we're still in a carriage in Geneva. What's going on? Yeah, so it's like Victor, he like passes a crime scene and just like, he's not worried about it. He just goes past, but it kind of like, then the camera moves and, and follows what's going on at the crime scene instead. We have police talking and they're like, oh, you know, this body, his neck was snapped and his organs were removed. Mm-hmm. Right. Very weird that the, the yeah. organs were removed. That never really comes up. Like, there's never any full explanation why that would have been. Right. Yeah, I, I was confused by, like, did the monster just have, like, a, a one-time flirtation with, like, eating human <laughs> meat? And maybe. then Yeah, because you're right. It doesn't come back up, like, later. Like, he doesn't eat or, like, steal anybody's organs or eat anybody else, like, mm-hmm. in any other part of the movie. So I was just like, okay, whatever. Right. Yeah. I do like how they noticed this was a guy who went around selling groceries, though. You know, they <laughs> oh, specifically yeah. Yeah. call that out. It's like, okay. And then he became someone yeah. else's groceries. groceries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so at least they're, t- I mean, at least in a degree, they're telling you, hey, he wasn't necessarily devoured for no reason. The creature or something was looking for food. Right. Yeah. And then they also do see that there are some large footprints going away from the crime scene. And not only are they large, but they're like so far apart that like one of the cops is trying to retrace them and he can't leap from one to the other. Right. So obviously we know what's going on, but the cops are, uh, you know, they're they're not sure what's what's happening. Mm-mm. But then we we go back. We're with Victor in the carriage. He arrives home and kind of like he greets Elizabeth and asks about yeah housekeeper like this woman is literally just named (laughs) housekeeper they call her housekeeper the whole movie that's that's it she's just housekeeper listen you can't go around giving your servants names you might grow attached (laughs) exactly like they call her housekeeper to her face i know i mean well if she if she would have you know been framed for a crime and hung then victor would have felt really bad right right he's got got to keep emotional distance right he would have felt bad (laughs) but he never would have said anything until the last possible second when it was too late no uh, yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> but he also he asks about Emily, so we find out in this version he him and Elizabeth have a daughter. Hey, there you go. At least they actually got to be alone on their wedding night in this one, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we find out that she is at her grandfather's. Then we see like just like a brief scene that like there's somebody watching this all happen and and they are very large. We see like them from their like the knees down basically. These are large Frankenstein feet basically. Right. <laughs> Stepping into frame dramatically. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And then we cut to uh, Emily with her grandfather and the grandfather in this is, you know, basically DeLacy. He's mm-hmm. the the blind hermit yeah. for this movie. Emily is Agatha, Philip is Felix. Close enough, I guess, and yeah. The old yeah. man's Delacy. The grandfather's like, well, your dad's supposed to be getting home. You should you should head home and see him. He he still is kind of like a hermit who like lives on the outskirts of town, but he's not too far. Emily travels back and forth pretty easily, so uh, you know it's not like a, a long distance away or anything. She is escorted home by Philip, who I guess is like kind of like a neighbor kid who kind right. of helps out. It's never fully fleshed out exactly his relationship, but he's friends with Emily anyway. Like they're around the same age. 
They are also joined by the dog Lucky. Lucky. Worst name ever. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you hear a dog called Lucky, you know bad things are going to happen to that poor dog. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was my immediate instinct mm-hmm. upon seeing him. I was like, I don't, I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> or, like, 80s and 90s anime and, like, dogs. Right. It never, it's never good. Mm-hmm. You're correct. Yeah, and horror too is the right. same way. So yeah, you yeah, horror, yeah. And the horror on top over. of that. Yeah, yeah, the dog. It was a foregone conclusion. The dog was there just yeah. to die. <laughs> right. And so yeah, on the on the way back to like the Frankenstein estate, Lucky is definitely sensing something. Like he's smelling the creature or something. He keeps kind of growling and barking at something. And the kids are just like, "Come on, Lucky!" And you know they're just completely ignoring it. So when they get home, Emily invites Philip in, but he's like, "No, I got to get home. Uh, I got to get back to my family." So uh, Emily goes inside, and they like the whole family sits down to dinner. Says a little grace. Yeah, and then we get the first of what are going to be, like, many, many flashbacks. So, like, Mm -hmm. Victor cuts into his stake and suddenly, like, has a vision of, like, blood rushing up out of the stake. Uh, And then he just kind of sees a bunch of, like, quick cut scenes of, like, you know, him building the creature and, you know, all the the gore. and all that, yeah. 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 And that sort of becomes, like, a sort of central theme of this is, like, memory and the guilt that is attached with your memories. I think as this goes, we're going to have a lot of flashbacks and they're always about, like, feeling bad about something you did in the past for the most part. Yeah, and every, at at the end, some, you know, feeling good, but we'll get there when we get there. (laughs) Yeah. To a degree. Yeah, so um, this flashback so intense that like he kind of comes out of it and his family is like comforting him like are you okay uh, he's had had some kind of fit almost or you know like visibly reacted to you know what he was remembering but before like they can really dig into that there's a scream from the next room turns out housekeeper is upset because uh (laughs) she has like a bird cage that was crushed and there's like a dead bird inside well, at least the bird wasn't completely crushed because it's just laying there amongst the uh, the debris <laughs> of the actual cage. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, it, it, I'm kind of surprised it wasn't gorier uh, yeah, with what we end up seeing. You yeah. know, what we've already mm-hmm. seen and what we end up seeing later. Mm-hmm. Uh, for yeah. for what is more or less a kid's movie, this it's pretty graphic. Like, way more graphic mm-hmm. than I would have expected. Listen, this is 1980s anime. That's a whole different world. <laughs> that, yeah, you're, you're right. You're dead on with that. Yep. <laughs> like 19, 1980s anime was like uh, 1980s kids horror movies. You know, some kids are oh going to die. Yeah. There's going to be blood <laughs> oh, yeah. in this. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think seeing, the, I don't know if it's seeing the bird or just like aftershocks of the last flashback, but Victor immediately has That's like, another. yeah, more flashbacks where he's remembering Elizabeth's father, like basically condemning his work. And like, you, you know, you shouldn't be toying with this kind of stuff. So he kind of like doubles as DeLacy and also like Professor Kremp in a yeah. way. Like, well, he even tells him, "Hey, you're you're making a homunculus. You need to yeah. stop." So this is a yeah. low key uh, prequel to Full Metal Alchemist, right? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, anime. You know. <laughs> I mean, there, there's a lot of uh, I mean, a lot of Frankensteinian uh, themes in that anime. I mean, the, with the creation of artificial life and everything. There you I go. can see it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so then we cut to, like, a little bit later, and Victor's, like, in the bedroom, and Elizabeth comes in, and she knows he's still kind of out of sorts, you know, and she's kind of comforting him. She says that Emily went back to see her grandfather again, 
they end up hearing, you know, Lucky's making some some strange noises outside that, you know, he's still concerned about something. And Victor's just like, I don't, whatever, I don't care about that damn mutt. Right. Yeah, that, like that line, who cares about a stupid dog? Like, whoa, like, <laughs> chill <laughs> out, man. Yeah. yeah. But he suddenly, uh, he finds that he, he's a little more upset about what goes on with Lucky than he thought because he... Goes to go to bed and pulls back the blanket, and there's the dog, all mangled and bloody. Yep. Yeah. Ah, you gotta love it. That 1980s trauma, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> I just like that. Yeah. yeah. It's, I, it's very, like, I don't know the whole thing with, like, hiding things under bed sheets. Like, that is definitely, like, a movie trope you see a lot. I mean, like, I guess the oh, yeah. horse head in Godfather yep. is, like, the biggest example, but it, it's something you, you see pretty frequently. Uh, I guess it's just a really good jump scare to see that like there's a lump under the under the covers. What could that be? And then right gore and everything. Especially if there's a little bit of a blood stain on it. It's like, oh no, I don't want to see what's yeah. underneath, but I have to. Yeah. So you know, even though Victor claims to not care about the dog, he ends up getting the police out there. Inspector Belbo. Yeah, and you know the the cop does he does not really seem to care much. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Emily is crying. The cop is, like, hitting on the housekeeper. Right. Oh, yeah. you must have been beautiful back when you were younger. He's complimenting the uh, the pastries. Right. He's, he's having kind of a good time yeah. just yeah. having a visit. By the way, this guy and is absolutely Columbo. You can't tell me anything. I was, was going to say, right when he's leaving, oh, one just more one thing. more thing. Yeah. Every time. I was, I was like, if this was Columbo, he would have figured everything out, like, within that first meeting. Yeah, it probably would have been a, it probably would have ended better than it did, but, you know. Yeah. That's part, that's why yeah. this is a tragedy. I wrote Columbo in my notes, too. That's hilarious. Right? <laughs> but, yeah, he, like, at first, he's like, ah, this, you know, it was probably just a prank. There was a, a murder down right? the road that was very similar, so somebody was probably just copycatting the, the murder as a, as a joke. Yes, there's which no is like, reason to be worried about the serial killer that's clearly running around. This yeah. was a prank. Hell of a prank. Two identical, right. yeah, right? two identical <laughs> deaths, like, in the same day, right close right. to each other. And he's like, that one's probably unrelated and just kind of right. like a funny little... That's just uh, a weird yeah. coincidence, guys. I mean, <laughs> honestly, though, not that far off from how some real-life uh, police work would, would end up. Yep. True. Uh, but he does mention, before, right before he leaves, he mentions that there were some really large footprints near the person that was murdered, and Victor drops his teacup and, like, spills everywhere, which, if it had been made now, it'd be like, oh, that's totally like a, the tea has been spilled right. joke, but that's <laughs> obvious. This obviously predates that term by many, many years. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but then, yeah, like you said, like, he goes to leave, and then kind of Columbo's turns around and is like, oh, what are you a doctor of, by the way, just out of curiosity yeah natural science just that natural yeah. science general natural science <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> interesting i do like how he's like oh that's too difficult for me all right well. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that almost feels like he's like kind of playing down that he's like oh i'm too dumb for that thinking right. he's gonna like outsmart victor later mm-hmm. and so then we kind of cut to like that night and victor is having nightmares you know he's not sleeping well at all again we're seeing like the creature and stuff in his, in his uh in his nightmares and then elizabeth like runs in and tries to like wake him up and as he wakes he says it can't be alive it was all just a dream <laughs> elizabeth is very uh, like just fine with victor's whole right. like meltdown throughout this entire movie she's just like oh i hope he's okay 
<laughs> and Victor, <laughs> meanwhile, is like just having the worst time of his life. Yeah. Right. I feel like this version of Elizabeth is like, listen, it, it was only a matter of time. I mean, when we were dating, he clearly just kept cutting into steaks and freaking out for no reason. This this was just bound to happen. <laughs> so she's just rolling with the punches. She's just used to it by yeah. now. But yeah, so then we get like the next morning and like clearly after the information Victor's learned, he is going to go see Skell and he's like... Or actually, he go he goes to the school, right? He's not specifically going to see Skell, but he just happens to run, run into, into him there. And yeah. is like, mm-hmm. oh, I didn't know you were back. And Skell's like a, just a dick to him. Like, he's really rude. And Victor's like, what are you? why are you being so rude? Anthony, like, Anthony what are you going to do when a guy just shoves a pistol in your hand when a monster's coming towards you and <laughs> yeah. tells you to deal with it? Yeah. It's a little bit justified. Skell, yeah, Skell's yeah. completely justified in this. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but Victor's like, but you're sure he's dead, right? And like, Skell's like, yeah, I, I, he's definitely dead. I can, you mean to go get the body? Like, I, I know he's dead. And Victor's like, no, you don't have to do all that. Like, I just want to make sure. And then Skell's like, oh, by the way, there's like a faculty meeting that they requested your presence at. It's well, across Well, he's campus. also like, listen, uh, it would be a shame if this were to get out. I mean, 500,000, yeah. what even was it? He just says 500,000. I'm guessing like <laughs> Deutschmarks or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I, I figured, some sort of European yeah. currency. Yeah. But even still, 500,000, I mean. Yeah. Well, that'll shut a, me up. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> so Victor kind of like rushes across campus and gets to this faculty meeting and is like, sorry, I'm late. And like they call it a meeting, but it's really like, I mean, it's like an inquest kind of thing. Like it's a bunch of people at like a long table mm-hmm. staring at Victor. Like mm-hmm. at first, like, you know, he's like, oh shit, like right. they know what's up and oh, I'm shit. in trouble. But no, it turns out that he's been named an honorary member of the Society of Natural Scientists. Hey, congratulations. So everybody's all excited about that. And then he's like, well, now I really got to keep that secret. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Even more definitely. to lose now. Right. Exactly. Yeah. By the way, don't you just love, like, I love that. Whenever it's like someone's uh, obviously thinking they're going to get their just desserts, but it's like, oh, no, we're going to damn you with more praise. And we're just going to yeah. keep keeping this on you until you do fall. That is yeah. a great trope. It is. Mm-hmm. And then we cut away to the creature who is you know, wandering around on his own and he uh, scares away a family who's like out, they have like a picnic table out in front of their uh, their house. So the family all takes off and then he, uh, you know, starts, starts eating food. their food. Yeah, so he's he's definitely starving. So maybe he was so starving that like, he you tore know. into the guy's guts? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, it could, it could be. Listen, if he was that uh, hungry, you should have eaten the dog, not just left it in Victor's bed. <laughs> Unless that was scary. Right. Could have been Skell, who knows? Yeah, I was thinking that the, the dog and the, the bird uh, that would were Skell. That would make more but, sense. But uh, the, the guy, I think, was definitely the creature. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I thought it was interesting, though, that, uh, I mean, and, and uh, I think Inspector Bilbo even says, like, this, this thing needs to eat a lot, which is right. very different from the book version, who, you know, can subsist on just berries, berries and, and roots. Nuts. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, they, this I mean, feels more like what it would really be if you made a yeah. giant eight foot tall man. He needs yeah, protein. he would need a lot of fuel. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then, like after he eats, we cut away back to the Frankenstein house, and Victor is telling Elizabeth that you know he received this great honor, and they're all excited. And then again, housekeeper screams from off screen so like they you know they rush out to find out what's happened now and this time it's just their flower garden has been all destroyed yeah but there's one big patch of it that's uh compressed yeah <laughs> and it looks really foot like <laughs> yeah just large yeah again Suspicious. big large footprints yep. 
so yeah then we we cut away to victor he's at a pub paying off you know you know as we were saying like giving scale this money hush money or whatever Mm -hmm. Then at that point, Skell is like, honestly, I don't know if the creature is dead or not. Like, I didn't actually see the body. Right. He went over the side, yeah. so, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's like, from what you're telling me about all these giant footprints, I don't know. It sounds like maybe he's out for revenge. Right. But maybe maybe you want to pay me a little bit more and I can handle this for you so yeah. you don't have to deal with anything and nobody else has to know anything about this creature on the loose. Yeah, a final yeah. extermination fee. 10000 a month until you right. die should be enough. Like, right. good lord, man. You just got 500 Gs and you're <laughs> right. also going to hit him up for 10000 a month? Like, right. Skell is not messing around. He was trying Listen, to make that yeah. bag. He knows what he's worth, okay? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you got to give him that. Yep. Yeah, he has that like Igor kind of like scheming mentality yes. where he's just yeah, like trying definitely. to trying to get whatever he can for himself. Mm-hmm. But then we get the doctor but in then, the bath. Like he's in the bath, and then you see like blood dripping down from the ceiling hey, into the water. Hey, do you guys remember when we talked about that uh, scene in Godfather with the horse's head? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. When it, at first it was like, oh, he's having another like, yeah. you know, hallucination, and it's not real because it's like mm-hmm. a couple of drips hit the water, right? and then like instantly the whole water is red. Right. Uh, it feels like, you know, like a, a scene from a horror movie that's going to be like a flash and then it's not real. Yeah. Uh, but nope. no, it is real. <laughs> this is 80s anime. Everything has billions of gallons of blood inside of it. Yeah, but yeah. I was confused, though, because, like, it it wasn't there when he got in the tub. <laughs> right. But he, right. Didn't, he didn't. I guess maybe he fell asleep and Skell snuck in yeah. and put it up there. I, I was very unsure about the logistics of how that worked <laughs> out, but I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, we haven't fully said that. So there's a horse head right. uh, attached yeah. to the ceiling <laughs> directly <laughs> above a, the tub. On a hook. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like dripping blood down into the tub. Mm-hmm. And Victor freaks out, which causes Elizabeth to rush in. She sees the horse right. head. She freaks out and faints. So yeah, like definitely a lot of scary stuff happening in their house. Things are, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's on edge. I do like for a brief moment, Victor's like, oh, I'm just seeing shit. And then Elizabeth's like, no, you're not. That's, that's real. <laughs> yeah. That's a thing. Yep. I am seeing that as well. (laughs) We see a little bit later, Victor's like pouring himself a drink and his like hands are shaking and stuff. And he's like, this has got to be like delirium. This can't be real. This has all got to be in my mind. You know, this can't be happening basically. Uh, And then he hears sounds and then like looks over and he sees a shadow on the wall. And it is like very obviously the creature. You got like a big tall shadow with a square head, you know, exactly what you would expect to see. Mm -hmm. And he just like freaks out, pulls out a pistol, just starts shooting. Like he's shooting at a shadow, like not trying to find the thing that's making the shadow. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And, you know, just, yeah, like, haphazardly firing a gun around his house, which is, like, absolutely not a safe thing to do. Right, but wait, there's something at the door. That's got to be the monster. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, it's Elizabeth. Right. She bursts in and somehow miraculously does not get shot. I, I, like, was, I, don't know I was nervous, man. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. yeah. With, with how brutal the movie has been so far, I was fully expecting him to just blast her right in the chest and just right. be like, that's how she ends up dying in this movie. Yep. Yeah. Spoiler alert, she's fine. He doesn't shoot her. Yeah, right, she's fine, right. but he's like, Elizabeth, there's a monster in the house, and she's like, no, there's there's no such thing as monsters. There's not a monster in the mm-hmm. house. Um uh, <laughs> Ignore the whole horse head thing and our dog being murdered the other day. 
Yeah. yeah. And the, all and of the this horrible stuff that's that's been happening over the course of like a few days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then we cut away and it turns out that we're at Skell's house and he's laughing hysterically because he did all this. He's got like a fake foot on like a stick mm-hmm. that he like, you know, was imprinting in the ground. He's got a projector that projects a shadow of the monster. So he's getting really high tech with these pranks. Yeah. So yeah. For, for at least this time, it's like, oh, the monster may actually be dead. We don't know. Yeah, we know mm-hmm. we, he's still around, but still, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's at least a nice little red herring. And the mm-hmm. inspector was not wrong in this case. Mm-hmm. The dog probably was a prank made to to match the murder. So <laughs> prank scene, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Victor, I guess he was kind of you know suspicious as well. So he shows up and kind of sees all of this happen. Right. Uh, so he he knows that he has been tricked. You know he's like really angry, obviously. And Scales like it doesn't matter if I tricked you or not. Like I still know your secret. Yeah. And you know I can still get your honorary you know membership taken away. So you still are gonna have to pay me. Yeah. I'll tell you what, let's do a little bit of compensation for my missing eyeball. How about you give me one million now, <laughs> just flat out? <laughs> yeah. We're j- we're just gonna. <laughs> Uh, we're just gonna shoot for this guy on this one. Yeah, I'm gonna take the lump sum. I don't want the you know the lifetime right. lottery. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> just come to the harbor. We'll we'll be done with this, and you know you don't have to see me again. And Victor is like, I I don't have that. I'd have to mortgage my house. And he's like, Oh, sorry about your luck. I <laughs> right. guess you're gonna have to mortgage your house then. <laughs> right. I mean, you could mortgage your house, or you could lose the honorary membership. Make your choice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what do you want? So Victor is kind of like thinking on that. And then we cut away to the cops again. They're kind of discussing the murder. They've heard rumors that villagers think that it was a monster. Some people even think they've seen a monster around town. Something's been attacking chickens. And it's not like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, this, like a farmer said that it killed his chickens. And and that the before the creature left, it said Franken. Franken. And the inspector... <laughs> The inspector's like, hmm, I wonder what that could mean. You know, that sounds yeah. suspiciously like this dude, Frankenstein. Hmm. <laughs> Must be a coincidence. Yeah. After hearing Franken, then we cut right away to the Frankenstein home. And we get one of the creepiest scenes in the movie, actually, which does not feature a monster at all. Well, there's is... kind of a monster there. <laughs> right. Uh, we got Skell, who <laughs> has come into the garden and is just talking to Emily. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's like super creepy. And he's like, your dad has some secrets uh, that he's keeping from you. Uh, and if you meet me later tonight, uh, you know, out by the docks, right. maybe I'll tell you them. And he's like, but you should get permission from your dad first. Yeah, have him come along as well. Make sure you have some <laughs> money with him. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So so Emily, of course, goes and confronts her dad. Like, what's, you know, this weird guy says you got a bunch of secrets. What's going on? And Victor's like, oh, you know, hell no. <laughs> like, right. This guy's not going to be talking to my daughter. That's that's mm-hmm. that's crossing the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yes. So absolutely, like he's oh, yeah. some Cape Fear shit. So yeah, he's got to go. Yeah. But so Victor obviously is not gonna tell Emily what's going on, and obviously is not gonna take her with him to the dock. So he like locks her away in her room and is like, "I'm gonna handle this." And she's all mad. You know, of course she's a kid. She doesn't understand. I, yeah, I would. Yeah. I would say she's like maybe. 10 or 12 ish like so she's like old enough to be like she's not just following like the letter of the law with her parents she's got like you know her own feelings about things but you know she hasn't gotten into full like rebellious teen mode yet either boy could you imagine her when she does (laughs) (laughs) all that trauma all right 
Yeah, for so, real. So yeah, Victor gets a gun and like goes to meet Skell. And of course, Skell, he knows what's up. He's got a gun of his own. He's ready for Victor. But it's not necessarily Victor that shows up. <laughs> well, yeah. technically, it is a member of the Frankenstein family, though. That it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he asked for one of the kids to come along. He just didn't get yeah, the one he was right. hoping for. He got the eldest son, not the eldest daughter. <laughs> right. Yep, so the creature shows up and, like, attacks Skell, of course. and But then, like, Victor does arrive in time to see, you know, the creature killing Skell. Mm -hmm. And as he, like, approaches, again, he says, Franken. Victor, like, fires a couple times at him. And again, it doesn't really seem to have any effect. But he does... You know, the creature does run away. Like, if nothing else, it's it's unpleasant to be shot, even if it's not, like, physically yeah. damaging. Right. And I may be projecting here, but it actually seems like he feels a little betrayed because this is his dad. He called him son, you know? And he's shooting yeah. at me. What's up with that? Yeah. Yeah. There is definitely, like, a, a major vibe of, like, uh, throughout the whole movie. I mean, we'll, we'll get to it later, but, like, there's definitely a lot of scenes where the monster, you could tell, is, like... What? I thought, like, I thought everything was fine now. Like, what's going on? Right. But, yeah. Yeah. So then, like, we see the next morning, the cops are, like, inspecting Skell's corpse. You know, the inspector is like, I, I don't want to hear any more about all this talk about monsters. Uh, you know, I, there's there's got to be a logical explanation for what's going on. But I think the other cop says something about, like, I think this guy might be Victor Frankenstein's assistant. I'm pretty sure I recognize him. Yes, but they also find mm -hmm. a gun laying around. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, so uh, the inspector's like, you know, the, the, I'm not interested in this monster business, but Frankenstein, you say? Like, right. yeah, that that I am more curious about. By the way, um, I do like the gag about the uh, the one stupid uh, assistant uh, being really proud that he went to the University of Geneva and the inspector being like, man, that just makes me feel so much better. Or <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. that same assistant earlier uh, mm -hmm. with the, the situation with the dog yes. we didn't mention, but he comes in, he's like, oh, it was horrible. Right. That dog is like torn to pieces and, and he just starts crying even loud. Yeah. And the inspector's <laughs> like, get out of here, you moron. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, they kind of have to squeeze a little bit of comedy in here because it's, yeah, this one gets pretty grim in places. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, of course, he saw the gun, so he takes the gun and he's heading back to the house. But before we, before he gets there, we see the housekeeper. She is done with all this bullshit. Like, right. uh, she has had enough. She's the second person in this movie to go, fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And she's taking everything with her. And she, even, I think she says, like, this house is cursed. Right. <laughs> yes. It's unfortunate that she's, like, one of the few times in, like, horror where a character is doing something completely practical and it just does not Backfires. work out for them. Even Yeah. <laughs> Even though they're being smart, the one of the smart ones in this situation, it still just does not hit well for them. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, her age caught up to her in this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she like, I mean, it's pretty much right away. Like we see her, uh, she's like walking down the road and then the creature just shows up, like, you know, comes upon her, uh, and like he takes her suitcase from her and just like fucking rips it in half. Uh, it's like those like '80s like weightlifters that would rip right. phone books in half. Like he just <laughs> destroys the suitcase. He's like, like you got nothing. any? You got any snacks in there? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then it just like cuts away, and you know it seems like you know something bad is going to happen to her. Uh, mm -hmm. Obviously, we'll we'll get back to that shortly. But meanwhile, the inspector has arrived, and he wants to talk to Victor. And he's like, "Hey, you know, we found your assistant dead." We also found this gun. You know anything about that? And, you know, of course, Victor's like, oh, I've never seen that before at all. That's definitely not mine. Oh, yeah. And one more thing. I heard you were. 
you uh, yeah. you're in uh, Stone, England, uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, he he like name drops the castle too. He's like odd. Mm-hmm. He was like uh, Victor claims it say it was a research sabbatical. He's like odd place for a sabbatical in a creepy haunted castle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But then uh, Elizabeth pops in and with is the like, save. Oh, yeah, yeah, she just like fully gives him the alibi. She's like, I was with him the whole time. He definitely didn't make any monsters or kill any assistants. It was like, perfectly lovely. Is... Nothing creepy happened at all. Yeah. This kind of reminded me of uh, the true story where Elizabeth kind of <laughs> takes the reins in the, uh, yeah. when they're being investigated in that one too. Right. A little bit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Elizabeth definitely is, is, you know, this version of her is a lot more wily. Like, she's going to fight for her family and, and pr- mm-hmm. protect the one she loves. You love to see a Liz that knows what's going on, you know? Feels good. Oh, yeah. yeah. So the inspector starts to leave and then again pulls the Columbo. <laughs> <laughs> and one more thing. <laughs> and he's like, I'm hearing rumors that there's this monster on the loose and he seems to be calling himself Franken. Franken you know? <laughs> yeah. You know anything about that? <laughs> And Victor's like, mm, no, that's strange. It doesn't, uh, yeah, no, it doesn't ring a bell. I haven't heard anything about that. Yep. All right. I'll be uh, keeping an eye on you, Doc. Or you have a good one. <laughs> yeah. So then we, we cut away to the, the grandpa's cottage again. And Emily is milking a goat and talking to Philip. I think she like sprays milk on herself at one point. Mm-hmm. But Philip's like, you know, I think this is the first time I've seen you smile in a while. It's good to see you happy again. Yeah. It seems like Emily's kind of like, it surprises her. She's like, oh, yeah, now that you say that, yeah, I guess I have been kind of like feeling, you know, uh, it's one of those things where like sometimes when you're depressed, you don't even realize it until somebody points it out to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we also see then Elizabeth is uh, walking with Victor. Or she's walking with her father. Oh, right. With, yeah, with her father, uh, with the, you know, the blind grandfather. And, you know, she's like, do you know what's going on with Victor? Something, something seems askew. You know, there's, there's definitely something that I don't know. Yeah. And he's like, uh, well, uh, you know, whenever I lost my eyesight and I quit teaching, right? Uh, <laughs> me and Victor had a little bit of an argument around that time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, did, did Victor blind him? No, it, it, it's just a coincidence. That's fine. But yeah, he yeah. does say like Victor tried to play God and now he's paying the price. Right. There's some references to, uh, Elizabeth's dad being possibly the one that that kind of got victor into the idea of like creating life because i think in that flashback victor's saying like he says something along the lines of um you know your discoveries and into creating life could change the world you know yada 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 and uh the dad is like well it's not morally right for me to do that so you shouldn't be doing it either and victor's like not gonna listen Coincidentally, to add on to what you just said, uh, later on, the grandfather uh, slash father will uh, act in a way that feels like it's corroborating exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because he's very chill about a lot of things that he probably yeah. shouldn't be as chill about. Yeah, yeah it, it, it definitely, uh, it feels like he was the mad scientist who like got to the edge and then was like, oh no, okay, I see the problem. Like, that's not the line. I, you know, I should not cross right. that line and so like, pull yeah. back. So he was kind of like Waldman from the movie, the Mary Shelley Frankenstein movie. With Robert De Niro. Right, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. He, he kind of fills in for a lot of characters in this. Yeah. And then we cut away to the police who have now found Housekeeper. She's dead, but she was just scared to death. She, so the mm-hmm. creature did not actually kill her the way that he did this, this grocer earlier. Right. However, uh, she must have actually been carrying snacks because they do note that all of the food that she was carrying with her is gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe yeah. the monster just smelled the food right? in her suitcase and that's why he tore it open. That's so good. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. I love it. And so they, they come to the conclusion, any place that has lots of food is going to be at risk if there's some food-hungry monster out there. <laughs> right. 
and then the like it's almost like a comedic cut it's just immediately like a wedding feast mm-hmm. yeah uh, so it's like oh <laughs> shit <laughs> right. everybody's like celebrating it's it's a wedding everyone's happy and then like all these like like a i think like a window breaks or gets thrown open and yeah. like a bunch of candles just open. blow out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and the creature just like sneaks into the corner and is just like stuffing his face with he's like standing yes. over the buffet table in the dark just uh, chowing down so they're like they're like yeah. do you recognize him did, did right. he get invited yeah <laughs> is he your cousin i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but then those servants got to come in with their lights and ruin everything mm, yes yeah they, so they see this obviously like hideous creature and like all the party goers kind of try to attack him and in the process the candelabras get knocked over and there's like mm-hmm. a fire spreading through the venue or whatever yeah. Uh, which then causes the creature to have a flashback to remember, you know, when he was, you know, hit by lightning and burned up in his bandages. So, yeah, you know, again, like everybody is just sort of like having memories to, to the past. The creature runs from the fire, as as you would assume. And then like it kind of cuts to the police. They're now searching the woods because, yeah. you know, they know this monster's on the loose and is, you know, looking for food. Yeah, they're forming a posse, as it were, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do end up finding the creature and like instantly without any kind of question or any, you know, open like fire, stop. Boys. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Like all the cops just like open. F- yeah. Because, you know, they're cops yes. and that's what they do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So that, that's pretty terrible, but obviously predictable. Mm-hmm. But the creature, you know, still manages to get away. But this time, I guess there's enough gunfire or, or, or caliber of bullets in this case or whatever that he is actually hurt. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of like hobbling through the woods. And then if, if so far you haven't felt like we've been describing an anime movie right. to you. The random here, musical here you song. Go. <laughs> <laughs> there's just like an obvious anime song mm-hmm. um, that at first, like it just feels like it's like a montage kind of thing and that it's like an exegetic sort of like song, but it turns out that no, this is happening. It's in quite diegetic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, the creature like ends up following the sounds and it turns out that you know it's emily singing and in, in spite of like the you know big anime right. music production the horns uh, the violin know, this, the drums uh, yeah. yeah yeah it's Piano. this full pop kind of like orchestra but in fact it's just you know grandpa with a guitar and emily <laughs> right. singing yeah. They're just that so, good, Anthony. They're just right. That good. <laughs> I mean, really, they should take that act on the road. I mean, that's I, well, insane. I mean, Philip kind of agrees with you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the creature, you know, hears and is watching through the window. But so Philip goes to like start a fire in the fireplace, and obviously, the, you know, the creature he's just had a run in with fire again, and is like, Nah, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> right. fucking with that. So yeah, he kind of like backs away, you know, like takes off. But when he moves really quickly away from the window, Emily sees him, but they kind of go outside to see him and, you know, he's gone. Yeah. Then we, we see him. He's gotten to a pond. Like this, this chunk of the movie feels like a greatest hits of like touch points that we have to have in Frankenstein movies. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he sees his, he goes to a pond, he sees his reflection and then realizes like, oh, this is, this is why all these people have been unkind to me. Like, I don't look like them. Right. Uh, he kind of gets sad and a little bit angry and he starts like throwing rocks into the pond just to kind of like cause his reflection to go away. That's rough, man. I, f- I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> but of course he, uh, he does, you know, as the scene kind of winds down, he, he does have a nice little, like, seems like he's thinking about Emily and how, yeah. how great she was 
in his mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you see like a vision of her like up of it's it looks like it's a anime, god like yeah. looking down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. like above a mountain like <laughs> looking down. down. But yeah, he's he's obviously like looking fondly at her. Mm. You know, and obviously her beauty is contrasted with his ugliness or whatever. And then, yeah, as that scene winds down, we cut away to um, to the inspector. Invited Victor to come take a look at something. Yeah, he's like, I got something you want to see. So Victor kind of enters the room, and um, we see the shadow of the creature on the wall. And Victor, like, loses his shit. Right. Like, yeah. He, he immediately, like, picks up a chair and throws it and is like, I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and Balboa's like, huh, that's a really weird thing to do to a projector as he pulls back the yeah. screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, of course, like, Victor knows this projector exists at this point right. and still freaks out at a shadow. Yeah, gets him uh, every time. Show, yeah, every time. <laughs> And then after that, like, after responding to this very obvious shape, like, strangely shaped shadow and yelling, I'll kill you, mm-hmm. he's like, I, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know anything about a monster. <laughs> <laughs> he is trying so hard, so hard. To, yep. to not be obvious. Right. Yeah, he's, you know, he's following that, like, you know, you don't say anything to the cops. Right. Like, it's, Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but the inspector's so like, well, his, for that, yeah. yeah. He's got one of those uh, those lawyers that are on TikTok that are like, mm-hmm. when you shut get arrested, fuck. shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, good stuff. But yeah, but he's like, uh, the inspector's like, well, I've really got no evidence. I mean, I, I know that you're doing, you did something. This is involved with you mm-hmm. some way, somehow. I just can't exactly prove it. So I guess, mm-hmm. uh, guess you can go. Yeah, but just, just so you're aware, we did find your housekeeper dead. And, you know, you have other family members, so... You're you're free to go home, and we'll see what happens. You yeah. know, uh, your wife. Your <laughs> seems like people. Yeah, people that know you seem to be dying, and you know you're not doing anything to stop it. So you know, good luck, I guess, if you're not gonna tell us what's going on. Yep. Well, Victor decides he is going to do something about it. <laughs> He's going to stab the hell out of himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just goes right to suicide. <laughs> He's just like, well, I, this. There's no other way to deal with this. Mm-hmm. This is logical, but I guess in yeah. a situation like this, logic is kind of out the window. And yeah, even though he's like, he's German, mm-hmm. this is definitely like, you can tell this is made by Japanese because like he's pulls out like a, you know, a long knife or short yeah. sword and is like going to go for right. like the, the seppuku thing. And, you know, Elizabeth shows up and is like, you know, what are you doing? Like, and, you know, kind of stops him. Another scene that I was worried for Liz's life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so she stops him and he's, and, you know, he's. He's trying to, like, figure out what to say to her, and she's like, don't worry, you know, I know there's a monster, like, I know you built this creature, and I know what's going on, like, I- I'm I'm aware of everything that's happening, that's why I've been covering for you, but, like, you know, you need to do something about it now. Yeah, and she even makes the uh, the statement that she's, she's going to share his sins, mm-hmm. so she's officially an accomplice now. Elizabeth is so ride or die yeah. in this. She, re- she really is just in it for the long haul. Even though Victor yeah. is just a complete piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, somebody's yeah. got to hold the family together, and it sure ain't Victor, so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so then we, we cut away back to Grandpa's cottage, and he's asking Emily, like, why are you over here so much lately? Like, why aren't you spending time with your family or, you know, with your parents? Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, she says she's mad at, at her father because he's hiding something. You know, obviously, the grandfather knows what's up, but he doesn't really kind of let on. And then Emily goes on a walk with Philip, and they're just kind of out. And, you know, so now Grandpa is alone in the cabin, 
And so, of course, what happens when, you know, when the creature finally, like, gets a moment alone with Grandpa, he he comes in. Grandpa, like, invites him in and is like, I don't have much to eat, but I've got some goat's milk if you want something to drink. Yeah. Grandpa knows who this is. He's like, yeah, like we always use this character as like, oh, this is a blind guy, so he doesn't know it's a monster. But in this case, yeah, they like throw that out the window right away. Like he touches the creature's face, mm-hmm. uh, and he's like, oh, okay, I know what's going on. But he's still chill about it. Like he's he's not upset. Yep. He's just like, all right, you know, have have a seat. Everything, you know, everything's fine. Tell you what, I'll get um, you some milk. I've been through this before. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then Emily comes in and obviously she doesn't know what's going on. So obviously this is upsetting. She screams. We see that Victor is like out in the woods, kind of nearby. He hears the scream. So he's like kind of heading that way. But then grandpa is like, don't worry. Like everything's fine. Well, Emily's got no chill. She's just slinging cubs, uh, cups of milk at the monster. <laughs> yeah. Calling him names. Yeah. So the, so the creature does leave. He's, you know, obviously like he thought this was a chance. Mm-hmm. We've seen this before, you know, he, so he leaves. Um, but in the grandpa is like, you know, my eyes may not see, but that's why I can look into the heart of others. Uh, and it doesn't matter what people look like that one, you know, he doesn't have a cruel bone in his body. He just doesn't have anywhere to call home. Right. People just don't understand him. Yeah. So like the heart swells. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like this is, this is that moment that we want in all the Frankenstein movies is like a, a person to accept him. And in this case, you know. It's not just a blind man who doesn't know better. It's a guy who really knows who he is for real and is still accepting him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And once again, probably has dealt with this shit in the past. Just saying. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like to think that this is technically a, a sequel to uh, another story where uh, Grandpa just created his own monster. Right. And it j- just, just went through the whole, like, spiel of it himself. He's like, I, I'm, I'm old hat at this, at this yeah. point. Well, I'm I'm just saying we haven't seen Grandma, so who knows, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, yeah, I mean, yeah. That's so bad. The implications are awful. We might want to cut that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but so, so at that point, Victor has shown up, and like he just kind of like looks in the house, sees they're both okay, and just immediately like takes off because he's like the creature. It must be the creature. Then Grandpa's like, "You gotta go stop Emily. Go stop your dad. Like, you know, we need to protect this this uh, you know this unfortunate soul. You know, like he doesn't deserve to be killed just because he exists. Pretty much, right? Um, yeah. But Victor does end up coming upon the creature. He he like he sees him, and then we get another flashback where he remembers calling him son when he was first created. It's again like the these memories that kind of really shape where we are today." Mm-hmm. It, it, it does sort of like stop Victor like for a second like he's like oh you know maybe I shouldn't but then like it, you know it, it doesn't stick like he's like no I can't you know I can't leave him among the living well it like yeah. to, to a degree he is sad because he's like please just die I don't want you to <laughs> suffer I just want this to end just die now please. <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah so he does he, he does end up firing at him and the creature kind of like picks up a branch and sort of like swings to just kind of like get everybody away from him mm-hmm. but it connects and oh I'm, yeah, and I'm like, oh, Victor's done. Okay, cool. He's done. yeah. It, it, that really, like, realistically, that probably should <laughs> have at, at, at least like put him in a coma for mm-hmm. a while, but yeah. more than likely should have killed him. Yep. And we know Victor loves going into comas. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, what's your, ho- what's a, your favorite spends- hobby? I like pa- I like passing out whenever I'm scared. <laughs> yeah he spends uh, two-thirds of his life uh <laughs> laid up in bed with a fever right <laughs> but so while while victor is like knocked out like 
we hear a scream off screen and the creature goes to see what's happening and it's emily she's like got a bear that is about to attack her you know i know you know we've talked before like one of the things you like to see is like the creature actually being a capable fighter yeah here we get a really good scene where the creature like fucking fights a bear and it's (laughs) awesome it really it was it was giving me major like king kong versus the Mm -hmm. t-rex vibes uh (laughs) i really i i was i was so glad that this scene was in there yeah, because even for a bit, it does look like he's about to rip the bear's jaws open. I, honestly, that's what I thought he was going to do, but I was like, mm-hmm. okay, they're not going to go that that gory. No, nah, instead he just <laughs> choke slams the bear <laughs> to yeah. death. <laughs> yeah. So then, yeah, he see, you know, Emily has fainted from from fear of all this, and he goes and picks her up. A true Frankenstein. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and, you know, he, he carries her back to the cabin, and, you know, yeah, like you said, this is that, you know, we see this scene a lot with, the the creature carrying a, a passed out woman or little girl often um and you know the grandpa immediately like I, I feel like in a lot of movies this would be the point where like the grandpa is like what did you do to my granddaughter and like switch you know his feelings or whatever but no he's he's immediately like oh thank you for saving my granddaughter right. you know he, he mm-hmm. know he doesn't know what exactly happened but he's on the creature's side here i knew you were a good boy uh, yeah. yeah grandpa's definitely uh, the mvp in right? this film for real then it's like a little bit later and you know emily wakes up she's uh you know she's in bed and she tells the grandpa that like oh the, he's the creature is bleeding or i think for for most of this they i, I can't remember at what point but they just start calling him franken yeah uh, so that, yeah. when she first comes to she's like oh this motherfucker's still here oh shit he's gonna kill us and he's just <laughs> mm-hmm. on this little stool and it's kind of like a metaphor for the tension building and then all of a sudden it just breaks under the monster and then they all just start kind of chuckling and laughing about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because that's adorable. Uh, they, Come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, it, it's a sweet moment. And then, yeah, she sees that he's bleeding. So she takes off her scarf and, like, ties it around his... It's like his upper arm. And she, like, ties it around to kind of, like, bandage the wound. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's a really sweet, tender moment. Like, you know, he's just saved her and now she's, like, helping him. To me, it kind of called back to, like, the Hammer movie with, like, the, the deaf-mute girl that, like, kind of has, mm-hmm. like, a sort of symbiotic relationship with the creature in that one. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. kind of like at this point they finally become brother and sister, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and then we just Especially see... Especially because like, that wound that she's uh, wrapping was the one that Victor uh, caused. So that's, yeah. like, a, a sister healing a brother's wound from their all, their same parent. Right. So there's... Mm-hmm. there's shared some, trauma. There's yeah, yeah, shared trauma, familial themes going on there. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And then it's just like later the next, I think it's the next day or, or maybe later the same day, but they're all kind of outside and it's just like Emily and the monster playing. Like he's carrying her on his shoulders. This scene kind of goes on for a while where she's like teaching him how to say certain words. Uh, she's teaching him how to cook. He's making a mm-hmm. huge mess in the kitchen and it's like yeah. just adorable. Yeah. yeah. She's like, you need to learn how to stir. And he's just like, oh, I'll go into overdrive. And it just goes oh, yeah. everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, um, like, and the grandpa is really support. You know, he's like, "This is this is what we need to do. We need to teach him humanity because he wasn't taught that." And I'm I'm afraid we may not have a chance. Like, we we got to do mm-hmm. this while we can. Yeah. I don't know what's coming, but I'm I'm afraid we just got a short window of time here. Emily's teaching him a couple words. She teaches him how to say "bird," and then she tries to get him to say her name, but it's like he can't quite get it. It's like Emma, like he just can't yeah. get. Yeah, he can't get the like the last syllable, and you know she she kind of like pouts a little bit like why can't you say my name and it's really it's really cute. It, it's very yeah. sundry. <laughs> Once again, going back to anime. 
yeah. yeah. I don't care that you can't say my name. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really sweet. Mm-hmm. So at some point in this, like I think when she's teaching the word birds, like birds land on him. Like it's mm-hmm. just yeah, it, he becomes they, a Disney they just princess. Get, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, really oh, yeah. sweet. And then we have a scene where she's in the like in a swing and he's pushing her. While she's swinging, something falls off and he like stops to go get it. And she was wearing like a, a cross necklace. Right. A she rosary. calls it a rosary, but it's really just like it's more just like a yeah. necklace, really. Yeah. Uh, it does. It's like gold. It doesn't seem to have like the whole beads and everything. No, just the crucifix. Um, yeah. But she's like, "This is God." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Fair enough, I guess. Yeah, like you know this. Like she doesn't really say it's symbolic of God, right. but I think I think he he kind of understands that like this symbol is a powerful symbol that means something good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By the way, while she was on that swing, got real nervous because he does push <laughs> yeah. her a little bit too hard. She she even comments on that, and I'm like, oh no, <laughs> she's gonna go flying. <laughs> but yeah, she, you know, this is like such a weird sort of outlier where like things go keep going well for a while. Like, yeah. uh, you know, you just want this this moment to be the rest of the movie. You want everything to be happy, but of course that's, that's not what happens in Frankenstein no. movies. No. So while this is all going on, we see that like Victor is still out. He's out in the woods, still continuing to look for the monster. Shooting wildly he in kinda, the forest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He seems like he's losing his mind a little bit <laughs> around that time. Like Philip shows up to visit and sees the creature through the window. Like the, the family's in the house and he just mm-hmm. sees this hulking creature in the window and he doesn't see anybody else. And he's like, Oh no, right. Uh, He's got, you know, he's gotten Emily. Well, yeah. He even has that little bit of vision where it's like the monsters tearing everything up and killing everybody. And he's like, Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. So then like we, we just see the village and we've got like, you know, the inspector, he's kind of putting together, you know, the good old pitchfork and torch mob, but like, it's so like, he's putting together all these like angry villagers and he's trying to control them. He's pissing them off and trying to control them at the same time. Yeah, that's yeah, not how that works. out of control. Right? <laughs> I want you guys to get uh, mad, yeah. but stay orderly about it. Okay. All right. <laughs> Single file when we storm the castle now. Uh-huh. Single yeah. file. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So so they head out into the woods, and they end up they find the creature. He is like out gathering firewood for the you mm-hmm. know for Emily and and Grandpa, and they immediately just like kind of surround him and throw torches at him and just start a huge forest fire. Oh yeah, I mean these trees <laughs> go up like immediately. That was so dry. Right. Like <laughs> must have been during summer. I'm yeah, I guess so. But I mean, it's like as soon as the torch hits the the wood, it's like <sighs> like mm-hmm. immediate. Yeah. And they just like start up like you said. I mean, it's huge. It's like a California wildfire. Right. <laughs> For real. Well, it's also and, it's also the volume of torches that they just lob at the guy. Oh yeah, yeah. and yeah, I mean, like there there's no no foresight into like maybe this will no. cause problems for the rest of us as well. Like, right. Yeah, <laughs> I think and Belbo even says he's like, oh great, now we've got this to deal with, and it's like this is it's your fault. Technically, your fault. Like you yeah. you realize that, don't you? Yeah. yeah. So like, yeah, the creature is kind of running from the fire now, and we see that. Emily is, she's out by a stream, like, doing laundry. She hears some commotion off in the distance, runs back to the cabin, and it's empty. And so she's like, oh, no, what's going on? But Mm -hmm. then Elizabeth arrives there. You know, obviously, there's a lot going on at this point. Everybody's kind of trying to gather together. This is very hectic, Um, but it's also kind of fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, they're like, we got to find Victor. So they kind of run into the forest. We got to find Grandpa. Yeah. um, And so, yeah. 
then we see like grandpa and the creature they're kind of like trapped in the fire and the creature ends up like there's like a tr- a burning tree falling and the creature like basically like he takes protects, the yeah, yeah he protects the grandpa with his own body mm-hmm. so then like elizabeth sees this happening but then another tree falls and does kill her yeah. Mm-hmm. At that point, like some of the like the fire starting to kind of go out. Victor finds Elizabeth's body and instantly flashes back to that moment you mentioned earlier, where she's like, "I will help carry your sins." And he's like, "Okay, well, this is this is the wages of my sin, basically. Like I've yeah. caused the death of of my you know of my wife here." Right, and then well, um, we also have Philip going up to Emily, being like, "Hey, the monster tricked you. It's clearly not a good guy. It's doing yeah. bad stuff." But, you know, the ins- yeah, the inspector's like, I wonder why he's focused on your family specifically. Maybe there's something you're not telling us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the inspector pretty much knows the entire story at this point. It's like, yeah. It feels like he's just kind of like, he wants Victor to admit it. Right. Even though he, like, pretty much knows the whole story. He's yeah, just like, like- uh... Come on, you you yeah. I you know I know. Come on. I feel like he could just arrest him if he wanted to, but he's just letting him run wild for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah. But we do get a funny bit where the the inspector gets his bald head burned by embers. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they really, like you said, Anthony. They really the inspector and his uh, his cohorts are definitely the 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 comic relief in this film. Yeah. But so, like, Emily keeps trying to, you know, convince them that, like, the creature would never hurt anybody. And then, like, uh, Philip is like, now listen. <laughs> like, he kind of, like, mansplains the creature yeah. to her, even though <laughs> yeah. he's never, like, had any interaction with her. Yeah. You know, he's like, he caused this whole big fire. And Emily's like, no, the villagers did that. They're the ones that threw all the torches. Nope, we're just mm-hmm. trying to stop them. We're the good guys. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and at that point, the, the like, the mob comes upon the creature who is holding grandpa mm-hmm. uh, who is like alive but not in good shape so like he kind of sets grandpa down and they start chasing the creature they discover the mom is dead and they're all kind of crowded around her body yeah mm-hmm. somebody like comes near like the grandpa and he's like laying there kind of like ha- you know in a daze and he mm-hmm. says franken and they're like ah see it, it was him he hurt grandpa mm-hmm. yeah so like now Philip is like determined that he's going to get revenge for the whole family. Yeah, he's going to get that gun and take out that monster. Right? Yeah. And like, he's, you know, like the same age as Elizabeth. So like 10 to 12 or whatever, this kid with a gun and you know, he fires several times and like the creature is like just kind of deflecting or whatever, but he doesn't want him to keep shooting. So he tries to take mm-hmm. the gun away. Right. And Vic, uh, uh, Philip struggles against him. And well, there, you notice this, this nice stone wall behind Philip all of a sudden, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like Philip gets kind of like thrown back. He hits a wall and just seems to die. Like it's yeah, it's a bad hit that yeah. he takes and yeah. Know. I was I was thinking like immediate broken back and neck. Just like yeah. oof. It's rough. He did it to himself, but yeah, it's rough. Yeah. Yeah. At this point of course, then Emily finds him and yeah, you know, all these people are telling her that the monster is bad mm-hmm. and then he sees, you know, him standing over dead Philip. And, you know, so she's crying. She's like, she gets the gun and the creature's like holding his hands up. Like, you know, trying to enunciate that it was, you know, that he didn't mean it. It's, and, mm-hmm. But like, he still doesn't have the words yet. He's, you know, he's pretty limited vocabulary wise. She starts kind of like yelling at him and calls him a monster that kills without thought. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of gets like one of the first like good shots in. I guess Victor hit him in the arm earlier, but she shoots him. She's and it hits the, his hand. She's the only one mm-hmm. who's done damage to him with small caliber fire. 
Yeah. yeah, for real. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's bleeding from the hand, but he's it's a hand wound. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But like she even like after that, she kind of is still like holding the gun, but realizes like she can't bring herself to fire again. Like I don't think she could have killed him anyway, but she's right. she doesn't have the heart to try even. Yeah. Um, so she just kind of like lays down next to Philip's body and just cries. Yeah, it's rough. Of course, the monster's like, well, can't do anything here. So <laughs> me being here is kind of a bad situation. So I'm just gonna head out. Uh, and they, yeah, he does look at the scarf and he remembers the good times that they had. So that's a, that's a nice little sweet, like that is the nicest memory in this, in this Mm -hmm. whole thing. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, it's like, I think at first he like hears her voice saying that he's a monster, but then he remembers the scarf. And I think he's like, that's the way I want to remember my relationship with her. And then to kind of like emphasize that he's like, you know, walking along and he sees, across in the distance uh, on a, you know atop a church yeah. and remembers the rosary and is like this you know this might be like a safe place for me to go yeah if i go here i'll pray it'll be okay right that's how this works yeah and so like i don't know how much i've gotten in, like i think this has come up a little bit but like religious imagery stuff because of like the my upbringing mm-hmm. that stuff fucks me up <laughs> like so much like um, that is the way to get me like emotional, like th- nothing else. And like, I had to stop taking notes for a while during this part and then like rewind it and watch it again. Cause like, I was just like weeping, right. like the creature, he goes into this church and it's a beautiful church, like, you know, huge stained glass windows. It's very picturesque. Mm-hmm. And there's like a huge, you know, huge crucifix, like, you know, with like the, you know, crucified Jesus on the cross. Mm-hmm. And he like looks at it. And sees, you know, the nail in in Jesus's hand, and looks down at his own hand bleeding, mm-hmm. and like the parallel there, like they they make sure to kind of hit you over the head with it, but it's, well, it's not very only that, very poignant. But the actual crucifix and, and Jesus are green <laughs> to reemphasize yeah. the the Christ allegory. <laughs> Just True, in case yeah, you didn't and, get what they were yeah, going right, for, exactly. Yeah, and of course, you know, you've got he doesn't even know the story here, but like, you, you know, you have this this son who was sent to death by his father, and then you've got this son who's wanted to be you know, killed been, by his father. <laughs> yeah. Right, like it's yeah, the parallels there are are painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's kind of like looking at this and sort of like having a moment, and then he remembers that she taught him how to pray, and you, you put your hands together to pray, and so then he's putting his bleeding hands together, and like the blood's dripping down his arm, and it's okay. just, yeah, it's... Now, what, going back to what you said about crying, the moment he started crying, I started crying. Man, yeah, like, yeah. you just see the water well, like, and it's, yeah, it looks so good, and it's just like, yeah, tears are just rushing down his face as as he tries to pray, like... And, you know, I mean, I'm sure he's praying to, like, give me, like, help me, like, help me find somebody who can understand me and, like, Mm -hmm. forgive me for hurting this kid. And, like, there's just so much that's happened in this movie. And, like, yeah, you you know, you've been, like, this is, like, one of those, like, rock bottom moments where, like, even if you don't understand God or believe in God, you, like, you know, in those moments, you you believe in God. Yeah, Yeah. even, you know. And so, yeah, it's it's really, really intense. Then Victor shows up. Ah, nice. Yeah. Hey, Dad, thanks for ruining the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Um, <laughs> and, like, at first I thought it was just going to be, like, a final confrontation here in the church. But, uh, so, like, at first he, like, you know, he starts firing at the creature. And he just starts, like, picking up pews. whole church pews and just throwing yeah. them at Victor. Oh, so good. I, yeah. I was hoping one connected, not going to lie. 
but yeah. <laughs> like yeah i don't it just kind of it kind of like knocks him away at least so that like the creature is able to just like walk out and again victor's like i will have my revenge you know then we cut to emily and she is now with grandpa who just woke up yeah he's just woken up and he's like no you know the creature saved me from the fire he didn't hurt me he tried to save mm-hmm. your mom but <laughs> didn't get there in time yeah and he's like where you know where where is franken and you know she's like he's gone yeah but i do like Um, that he tells her don't ever hate him whatever oh yeah find him don't hate him and and he finally is like so the secret that your dad had is that he made him humans don't have any right to take or create life and your father you know broke that but since he lives now yeah don't hate him you got you you must be kind to him so of course you know she runs into the forest to try to find the creature at this point well somebody else has already found the creature and uh i'm not gonna lie i cheered this whole like at least this part because we come upon inspector belbo and all of his little posse surrounding the monster trying to fire at him the monster or the monster has had enough shit He's done. <laughs> yeah. So he just oh, yeah. picks up rock and just starts lopping them. Yeah. But, yeah, the cops are just like firing wildly and he's just like mowing them down with boulders. Mm. Like just Rock beats bullet, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we end up is where it's like he, he manages, he pretty much kills all of them until it's just like the inspector left. Oh, and he's going to um, bash him in the head with a big old boulder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> At, and, like, the inspector is firing and his gun either jams or runs out of bullets or something. So, like, you know, it looks like the creature's got him. But then he has he flashes back again and remembers Emily calling him a monster that kills without thought. And is like, no, you know, I'm, I'm going to be better than this. Like, I'm going to rise above this moment. So he sets the boulder down. But you know who's not going to rise above it? You know who's not going to rise above it in this moment? That's Victor. <laughs> he just shoots the monster <laughs> in the back like a cow. Yeah. Yeah. The creature kind of, like, falls down a little bit, and, like, Victor is approaching. Like, he's ready to, like, put an end to this. He's going to kill the creature. But then Emily shows up and stops him, and she's like, you know, Franken saved Grandpa, and, you know, everybody who's died the past few days, it's all your fault. Like, you set you all this him. in motion. Yeah, yeah. So you can't blame the creature for anything that happened. You, you know, you're responsible for Mom's death and everybody else's deaths. Once again, Victor was the true monster all along. <laughs> Oh, yeah. We know this. Yeah. And, and he has, you know, he kind of has to reckon with that, like, because it's true, you know, like, she's right. And, you know, hearing that specifically from his daughter is way worse. You know, like, if the inspector had said that, he might have, like, tried to defend himself. But, like, your last living family member telling you mm-hmm. that, like, you're responsible for, like, all the bad in the world, basically, that, and that's right. crushing. And being right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she like goes to the creature and kind of like stands in front of him like she's gonna like try to protect him and then we have another just like tearjerker moment mm. he finally is able to say her name like he gets Emily. out all the syllables yeah. yeah like he says it once and she like gets you know like she's all happy and like you know oh you, you know you're you're learning and like you know this, it's this really sweet moment and then like he says it again and it, he's the way he says it again is is with some sadness it's not it's not like the victory of being able to say it it's kind of like resignation like goodbye emily basically yeah. and so he turns around walks to the cliff edge that he's nearby and just walks off and as he yeah. falls the scarf comes undone goes flapping about in the wind dramatically mm-hmm. yeah the very iron and giant then, type of yeah, moment right. it felt oh, like to right. me definitely mm-hmm. and then we see victor victor's who's wild man I, <laughs> I was so i was feeling so down and then i, right. I victor's just like i was like what 
I was like, are you kidding me, man? I'm like, just going to turn around all this double this. barrel. Yeah, I'm going to turn around yeah. this double barrel shotgun around while my daughter is right here and just yeah. blast myself in the chest. Like he went through all of this and was it didn't think like, you know, maybe I should, I, you know, I'm going to try to make this up to my daughter somehow mm-hmm. over the next few years. He's like, nope, I'm out. He's yeah. like, just yeah. could not deal with it. You know what Emily hasn't had enough of? Trauma. <laughs> uh, yeah. She needs more. Uh, right and like yeah that's how it ends and then we get like as the credits roll we get kind of like a final sort of scene we see a grave and the inspector kind of like comes and pays his respects there and the scarf is it's like a just like a wooden cross with that scarf tied to it so we can assume that this is the creature's grave not victor's Mm -hmm. and you know you just see that scarf kind of blowing in the breeze you know on the gravestone then like we get just some like scenes like literally just like the scenery as the credits roll and it's just like empty and i think it's just kind of showing that like all these places are now empty like every everyone's gone it's just kind of like this sort of sad abandoned i mean it's probably just like literally the background paintings without the you know the animated characters on them but it feels intentional that Mm -hmm. everything's just like silent and and you know abandoned yeah and I, i think the wildest thing is it's basically implying that all these people effectively committed suicide to a degree they all kill themselves by overreacting as it were i mean yeah and then at the very like the very last thing we see is it goes back to that grave and the camera pans down a little bit and you see that like some flowers are growing out of it. So there's a little bit of hope there at the end of this like pretty yeah. grim movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we never really find out what happens with Emily. I mean, I mean, I guess her grandpa is okay. Like he, he, yeah, he's still alive. Fine. Yeah. So I guess Emily and grandpa are going to be able to like have a life together, but it's going to be a hard life. They've lost everyone they love. And mm. yeah, it, it's, that's going to be tough. Yeah. Things are definitely going to be awkward around Christmas time. I'm sure. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Uh, but yeah, like it, that movie, it was just, it's just a really beautiful movie. Like it's just, it's sad. It's really dark, but it's just really like the story. It's not entirely faithful to the novel, but it feels like it takes the bones of the novel and puts them back together in a really interesting way. Yeah, I, I I had not seen that before this watch and I will definitely be revisiting this. I, I oh, enjoyed yeah. it a lot. Yeah. Definitely. So one of the wild things I think about is why isn't this more fondly remembered? Like, it's a good movie. Yeah. It's it, I, it's like... Uh, I don't know. I think yeah. it might be maybe because the animation uh, is older and at mm. certain points it, it's kind of janky a little bit, but it's really not... It's not that bad. No. Yeah, and it's like it's never had an American release, really. I think there may be old VHSs around, but, like, this deserves, like, you know, like, Shout puts out all those nice, like, Studio oh, yeah. Ghibli, like, mm-hmm. really nice sets. Like, this deserves that. Right. They released this and that Dracula Sovereign of the Damned. They could right? do a double feature release and have both of them on there. Yeah, I would definitely pick that up if it existed. Right. Um, All right, so what we're saying is if there's any Japanese fans some way, somehow, we need yeah. we need these animes, like, redone, okay? Yeah, after I got done watching it, I, like, made a group text of, like, several of my, like, anime nerd friends, and I was like, I am so mad at you all that you have not made this movie more famous and that you never told me about it. What right. is wrong with you? Right? <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I mean... I, I, apparently, I think it might have been, like, released directly to television, so that may be it, that it never had, like, a theatrical run. But, I mean, there's mm-hmm. plenty of TV movies that, that have, like, long lives on video after the fact. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe somebody will grab this at some point and give it the release it deserves. And if so, I will definitely be first in line to, to pick it up. 
Yeah, I mean, at least Marvel can uh, can go back to the well, right? Because obviously they're not doing too bad as far as money's concerned. <laughs> yeah, so, right. I know they had their little manga verse, and in the upcoming Spider-Man Across the Multiverse or whatever the new one is that's coming oh, out, yeah. I saw Leopardon. I'm just saying we're, yeah. we're gonna get Spider-Man. Yeah, well, okay. he was in the uh, he was in the Spider-Verse comics too. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, they're, they're they're drawing from that for the new one. So I mean, yeah, it's possible. We're encouraging, is what we're saying. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, has anybody else got anything on this? Uh, no. I mean, I think we think we got it covered. It definitely. Uh, if you're listening to this and you were, you know, on the fence about watching it, go watch it. it yeah. It's worth it. And it's on and YouTube. You, you know. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say it's. Yeah. Yeah, there's no good release of it, but yeah, you can just find it on YouTube. I'll, I'll probably put a link to it in the show notes so yeah, you can track easy. it down really easily. Yeah. Um, yeah. Highly, highly recommended. Yeah. Definitely. I'm going to I'm going to check out Sovereign of the Dam cuz I'm a big Vampire Hunter D fan. So, uh, you know. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I definitely I, I was going to watch that one uh sometime next. I de- actually it probably is on YouTube too, but I didn't check to see, but I'm sure it probably is yeah. if this one is. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah. All right. Well, so Hayden, I know we kind of plugged your stuff at the beginning, but you want to tell people where they can find you? Yeah. Uh we are uh last book on the shelf. We're on, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Anywhere you could, you know, find podcasts, we're on there. We are on Twitter and Facebook uh as uh, last book on the shelf and um don't have an Instagram. We really need to make one, but all three of us are kind of lazy and none of us <laughs> want to make an, an Instagram account. So, we might have one eventually and if we do, it'll be last book on the shelf. But uh <laughs> Yeah, that's where you can find me and my my friends John and TJ. There you go. That's something to look forward to. Hey, Anthony, yeah. where can they find us? So yeah, we're in a lot of the same. We're on Twitter and we are on Instagram, but we're not on Facebook because nope. I'm too lazy to start a Facebook. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you can find us at the Frankencast, and you know can also find us on Patreon at Patreon.com/slash the Frankencast, where you can find us kind of exploring Frankenstein outside of the movies, getting into some other kind of odd ephemera uh, mm-hmm. books and talking about the Munsters TV show and some stuff like that. Yeah. Um, we have some really fun episodes on the Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. It, they're a lot more like loosey goosey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can definitely vouch for that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am a patron and it's, I, I'm, I'm a patron of like several podcast shows uh, but your guys is definitely one of my favorites. Uh, just yeah. and like you said, it's a lot more loosey goosey. You do you know more varied stuff instead of just movie uh, reviews and stuff like that. Yeah, thank, appreciate that. And also, yeah, if, you, yeah. if you if you're interested in some books, uh, we have some friends of the show as well. Paul Serino has put out some good uh, trivia books for Frankenstein, and Julian David Stone has also done a great uh, fictionalized telling of the. Uh, creation of the first frankenstein film uh called it's alive so if you need some reading go check that out yeah and speaking we speaking of the monsters that we're talking about on patreon hey anthony i'm feeling week. a little homesick aren't you <laughs> yeah so you know obviously we've been talking uh that the monsters new movie is coming soon so we're going to give you some monsters content here in the main feed so next week we will be talking about Munster Go Home. You know what I, I'm thinking? Maybe we start <laughs> off a whole month of Munsters. Yep. Dun, we, dun, yep, dun. Will... <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple original movies, but I think we're only going to do the first original series movie and then we'll because there's some other odd movies and we want to kind of squeeze in a couple different interpretations before we get to what is sure to be a very different interpretation coming soon so yeah our good friend rob zombie 
<laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I was, I, I can't believe it's going to be family friendly. I, for some reason, I was fully expecting like a, a House of a Thousand Corpses right? uh, vibe to the, to the Munsters remake. I don't trust it. <laughs> I, I'm just telling you, I don't trust it. Well, There's I mean, it's, I mean, it might. I mean, it's releasing right to Netflix, so right. it's not like they have to worry about like you know putting something out in the theaters that's going to shock people like that. So, it, I right. mean, maybe I mean, yeah. we might I, see Grandpa uh, feasting on some some young virgins. Yeah, that's kind of the question is what you know. It's family friendly, but what family? Right, it's the yeah. Firefly family, maybe. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, do we have anything else? I think that's uh, no, everything. I think that's it, yeah. All right. Well, in that case, to be continued. Looks like you survived another episode. The Freaking Cast is a production of FCR Media. It's hosted by Anthony Bowman and Eric Velasquez. Follow us on Twitter at The Freaking Cast or send us a letter at thefreakingcast at gmail.com. Our cover art is by Amanda Keller. You can find her at Keller Illustrations on Instagram. Our theme music is by Vivek Abhishek. Thanks for listening. <laughs>